Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. What's up, girlfriend? Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I'm really excited and really grateful that you're here. Before we dive into today's topic of decisions and decision making, I need to express a gigantic thank you to you because I know that so many of you who listen to the podcast were also connected on Instagram and ever since last week's, not last week, the week before, um, the episode about letting go and changing where I announced a big life update where I have resigned my job as a university professor and my husband Roger and our dog Banner and I are moving to Arkansas to start this new adventure. I'm going to be a high school English teacher at this fantastic school that just feels so aligned and so good. Like after I announced that, <laughs> um, so many of you slid into my DMs on Instagram saying like, oh my gosh, girl, like I'm so excited for you. This is going to be so amazing. Like you're amazing. And just like all of these wonderful, nice things that seriously made me cry happy tears. <laughs> so I just need to thank you for being here with me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for your kindness and just being in this with me. Because truly, podcasting has brought me so much joy, so much friendship, so much connection, more honestly than I ever thought I could imagine. So again, I just need to say thank you. I love connecting with you. I want to know what's going on in your life. So please come find me on Instagram so that we can have those conversations, so that we can connect and just support each other in everything that life brings. So um, I probably should tell you my Instagram handle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram at dr.meggymarie, D-R dot M-E-G-G-Y-M-A-R-I-E. And that's over there on Instagram. I totally will follow you back. Just follow me, slide into my DMs and be like, hey, I listened to this episode. And I'll be like, OMG, this is amazing. Let's connect. Let's chat. Tell me all the things. <laughs> so I hope to see you over there on Instagram. And now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. So like I said, we are talking about decisions and decision making. And that's a gigantic topic, (laughs) right? Um, But what I want to do is take it in a very particular way. So one of the things that also happened after um, I released the episode on letting go and change, a lot of people slid into my DMs, maybe you, (laughs) to say, hey, oh my gosh, this is a giant life decision. How did you make this decision? I am the worst decision maker. And so I put up a poll on Instagram and I was like, decision making and like a couple other topics. Um, What do you want to hear on the podcast? And it was like decision making was a huge topic that a lot of you wanted to hear about. And I was like, cool, let's do it. (laughs) And so before we get into all of the details of this topic, I I want to first of all say that I think that we all make decisions in different ways. I don't think there is a right or a wrong way to make a decision. It depends on who we are as people. But today, what I want to do is just offer a little bit of insight um, 
for those of us who agonize over making decisions <laughs> because I am kind of that person, um, not kind of, let's just fully own it. Um, I am that person who agonizes over decisions and I know that a lot of you are too. So let's just get straight into it, shall we? <laughs> so I think that those of us who do agonize over making decisions, we linger in that space in between the decisions, going back and forth, back and forth between like, should I, shouldn't I, I don't know what to do. And it's just absolute torture. Like if you're someone who struggles to make decisions and you do that bouncing back and forth, you know how torturous that can be. We lose sleep over it. <laughs> it starts to physiologically manifest itself like in our bodies and we're just, we're just not in a good place when that happens, right? And I think that it's absolute torture because what's fueling that indecision, that sense of being stuck in between, um, you know, this place and that place is fear of mistakes and fear of what other people are going to think and even fear itself of the unknown because there is no guarantee if you decide to go for your, okay, so if like, like you're deciding between door A and B and you're like, I think I'm going to go for door A, there's no guarantee that door A is going to work out. You might think it's going to be great, but it might not work out, right? And that's what keeps us stuck. That's what makes us agonize because we can't see into the future. We can only kind of approximate, <laughs> right, by playing it out like, okay, if I take option A, this is, this could be what I could feel like six months down the road. This could be what it could be like right? We can imagine, but we're never ever going to know. And I think that's what creates the torture and the agony and what makes us stuck in between the, the decision that we need to make. And I'm not going to speak for everybody <laughs> who tends to be an agonizing decision maker, but I swear that underneath all of that like anxiety over, do I move? Do I break up? Like, do I quit? Underneath all of that anxiety and that fear and all the worry is a is actually a very calm and clear knowing. It's that intuitive part of us that does know the right decision to make for us in the moment. It's just buried, <laughs> like I said, under a bunch of crap that is getting in the way. And all of that crap in the way, right, is like all the stuff we've talked about. It's that fear, it's that anxiety of making um, a mistake, anxiety of the unknown, anxiety over what other people are going to think of us. So essentially, there is a lot of static in our way that prevents us from tapping into that sense of knowing, that prevents us from being in touch with our intuition. And that's also what fuels the indecision, right? Because we're like, I don't know what the right decision is. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what if it goes this way? What if it goes that way? What if I make a mistake? What if this isn't right? What if, what if, what if, right? And then we're spiraling and that's what creates the agony and the torture. We just, we're, we're cut off from that deep sense of knowing within our soul. Because I think if you paired away what other people thought, if we paired away the the anxiety and the down downward anxiety spiral of like, I don't know if it's going to work out or not. Like if we paired all of that away, if we could just like take it and put it on a sticky note and stick a pin in it <laughs> on a bulletin board and just put it to the side and just like sat in that quiet, I think we would know. I think we would know what we would want to do. And I really think that what it boils down to is that we're not giving ourselves permission to want the right and aligned decision for us because it's out of our comfort zone or it's going to dramatically alter our life or it's the opposite of what our friends and family wants. All of that makes it seem like we can't decide or that we don't know or that we're stuck or we're torn in two, right? But really, I think we do. I do think we do know what we want. <laughs> 
we're just stuck because we're scared. And I do not say that in a judgy way. I, I get that it's hard. Trust me. I feel like I am one of the biggest agonizing decision makers ever. But I just want to call it out for what it is. It's fear rearing its ugly head, <laughs> trying to keep us comfortable, right? And we really can't fault fear for that because that's its job. It's its job to keep us safe and to keep us comfortable, right? But when we allow fear of mistakes and the unknown and what other people think to keep us comfortable, to keep us safe, it also keeps us small and miserable, right? So for you, maybe the comfortable decision is to stay in a marriage that you really don't want to stay in. Or maybe for you, the comfortable thing is to not break up with the friend (laughs) that is toxic that you really want to break up with, right? Or not moving, not getting a new job, not, just not, not doing the thing that is actually aligned underneath all of that fear and that anxiety and all the worry and all of that stuff, right? And trust me, my friends, I know that this episode is getting a little saucy, (laughs) but I just feel so strongly about this topic because I am in this with you, right? Like I am not saying any of this from a high and mighty place of like, I'm so much better than you. Like, look at me not agonizing. Look at me resigning from my job. Like I'm, that's not what this is, right? This is me being so passionate about this topic because I know that you struggle with agonizing over decisions just like I do, just like I did with this big life decision that I have coming up here in January, (laughs) moving across, you know, well, not really across the country. It's more like down, (laughs) down from, you know, Iowa uh, to Arkansas. But like the point is that I have spent the last four years, four freaking years agonizing over whether I should stay in academia or should I leave. And let me tell you, (laughs) friend to friend, it has cost me. It has cost me so much staying stuck between leaving and staying, leaving and staying. Oh, I don't know what to do, right? Bouncing back and forth and back and forth. It's taken a physical and mental toll. It has disrupted my peace. It has caused so much anxiety and it's just awful, right? And I am done doing life that way. And I hope that you, if you're an agonizer like me, <laughs> um, I hope that you're done with it too. So what I want to share now are a couple of things um, that really helped me to finally stop agonizing when it came to making this decision to resign my job. So let's get into it. Number one, most decisions are not permanent. And this might be super annoying for you to hear because I know that it was super annoying for me to hear. Um, when I was in the thick of agonizing where it's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Like if I quit my job, like this is, I'll never get to go back, like all this stuff. Right. Um, but the more I thought about it and the more that I worked through the, the decision, um, the, the more that this brought me actual solace, right? Because I think it's really easy for us as agonizers to view big decisions as waterfalls. So if we go over the waterfall, life is going to dramatically change and life also does not have an undo button, (laughs) right? So we get concerned with, you know, making a mistake. We're like, okay, if I decide to quit my job, then I'm going over the waterfall. Like they're not going to take me back, right? And you never know, maybe they will, (laughs) right? But the point is, 
Viewing big decisions as waterfalls puts a lot of pressure, (laughs) a lot of undue pressure onto the decision, which is then going to fuel the agonizing. Do I stay? Do I go? Do I file the divorce papers? Do I not? Do I break up with this friend? Do I not? Do I sell my house? Do I not? Right? Like we're going to get stuck in the, the agonizing, the back and forth between what decision do we make, right? So I think that taking the pressure off and reminding ourselves that even though, you know, you can't technically get back up a waterfall doesn't mean that you can't find a different path back to it, right? So if you go over the waterfall into the river below, it doesn't mean that you can't swim to the bank and find a path back up to the top of the waterfall, right? Number two, get quiet and go inward. So like we talked about before, a lot of noise can prevent us from being able to tap into our intuition and to be able to hear our capital K knowing, right? So we need to make that time and that space to do so. So here are a couple of things that you could do to get quiet, to go inward and to figure things out. You could journal, right? Or you could talk with a friend or a therapist or whoever. Um, But I really, really for this one recommend journaling because the point is to to go inward, to go into yourself, right? But you got to do what you got to do, what makes you comfortable um, and what would be the best for you. But I think journaling about your agony, journaling about your doubts, about your fears, just like get it all up and out of you, (laughs) right? Like, Stop trying to hide from the feelings that you have. Just get it all out there in the open. Just vomit onto the page, word vomit onto the page. Get it out there and then, you know, see what's there. And then ask yourself, what do I want? The other thing you could do as well, um, you could do this like same process, just like meditate on your agony, on your doubts, on your fears, and then meditate on the, the question, what do I want? And I truly believe (laughs) that if we strip away all the BS, whether that's talking to a therapist or a friend or journaling or meditating, whatever it is, whatever the vehicle is to, um, to going inward, I truly believe that if we strip away all of that BS, that the answer is going to be what's left. The answer is going to reveal itself because you're not concerned with all that external noise. We're not concerned with what Aunt Susie thinks. We're not concerned (laughs) about making a mistake. We're not concerned about fear, right? We're just stripping it all away, silencing all of that and just turning inward and seeing what that inner voice, that inner knowing is telling us. Of course, there is no guarantee, (laughs) right? But I just, I really do think that this activity would help. But if you do do the activity um, and you're like, okay, I still am very confused. <laughs> I still don't have my, my answer. That's okay. And I have two thoughts about that. First of all, maybe there's some residual BS that is sneaking up and still preventing it, right? So just give yourself some time, give yourself some grace, like really journal and meditate on it or talk to a friend or a therapist. And then my second thought is maybe you actually truly don't know yet and that's okay. It took me a very, very long time <laughs> um, after going inward, after stripping away all of the crap, right? And just taking inventory of my life um, and what I liked about academia and what I didn't like about academia and just all of that stuff. It still took a long, long time for me to actually decide I'm leaving, right? So sometimes the, the answer isn't going to immediately reveal itself. So give yourself some time, give yourself some grace. Like I think the answer will come to you eventually. 
Number three, consider the logistics and weigh them against how you feel about the decision. So with this one, I don't know if it's necessarily applicable to every single decision that you are agonizing over. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to bring it up because this was the biggest piece, the biggest thing that kept me stuck. So I need to quick give you a story to make this make sense. So actually, last summer, summer of 2022, I actually did get a job offer. Um, I got a job offer at a different university in a totally different role. So it wasn't as a professor. It was actually as a curriculum editor. So I would have been doing um, curriculum editing (laughs) for nursing and business um, schools, right? And I was really excited about the job. I was like, this is super cool. It's super different. It kind of is this hybrid between two things that I that I really enjoy. I really enjoy education and I really enjoy editing. And I was like, this is awesome. But then the salary offer came in and some things that weren't made explicit up front came out of the woodwork as well. So the salary um, was not conducive to where I would have had to relocate for, right? And I was really bummed (laughs) at the time. I was super bummed. I was like, oh, this would have been such a cool position. But, you know, even though I felt really good about the, the position itself, I was like, the logistics just aren't adding up. And so I decided to tap into my boldest (laughs) and bravest self and ask for double the salary because seriously, it would, oh my gosh, it required a move like majorly across the country. The job was in Arizona, so I would have had to do a major relocation. Um, And then my husband wouldn't have a job and I was just like, we need way more money than like what you're offering. So I asked for double the salary and like, you know, whatever. And of course they said no. Um, And, and I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to walk from this, even though I'm excited about this job, like the logistics just do not add up for me. They don't make me comfortable. I feel like I deserve way more than what you're going to pay me. So I'm going to walk. And of course, I was a little sad (laughs) at first, but it truly was not the right job for me because I deserved so much more than what they were willing to pay me. And I even have a friend who lives in that city in Arizona. And I was like, is this enough to like make it? And she was like, absolutely not. So I walked, right? Um, And that's okay. (laughs) So then fast forward right here to November. Um, I know at the time of this recording (laughs) and when it gets aired, it's December, but Um, I had the job interview for the high school in Arkansas in November. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so fast forward to November, I have this, this new opportunity and I, I go and I do a teaching demo and the culture and the students and everybody who works there is just absolutely incredible. And I'm like loving it. And I get this massive intuitive lightning bolt. I'm like, oh, this is it. Like this feels so good, right? And then, of course, I get offered the job and then we start to talk about the logistics and the salary is reasonable and we were able to make things work for Roger so that he has a job as well and all the things, right? So this was totally different than the other job. Hopefully you're following me right now. <laughs> There's lots lots going on here. But um, we were point is we were able to make it work logistically. So the way that I felt about the the high school teaching job in Arkansas and then like the logistics, they all came together and I felt so secure and really, really good 
in the decision to leave my job as a university professor. So the ultimate point here (laughs) that I want you to walk away with is this. Look at the holistic picture of your decision that you're facing and then don't settle. You deserve to make a decision that's going to be better for your life and not make it more miserable. So for me with Arizona, um, there was some agonizing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But then with Arkansas, there was no agonizing. It was just, it just made so much sense and it felt so freaking good because it had every single thing that I wanted. Hopefully <laughs> you are picking up what I'm putting down here, but I just think that when we're making decisions and we're caught in between, especially for one of those situations where it's like, do I stay? Do I go? When it comes to jobs or moving or stuff like that, making sure it's holistically aligned, I think can help us to agonize less. So to officially wrap things up here for today, I just want to remind you that you are one decision away at all times from changing your whole damn life. And is that scary? Of course it is. (laughs) But is it also worth it? Hell freaking yes. You are amazing. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are talented. You are bold, brave, and just freaking fantastic. Believe it. Lean into it. The answers are within you. I love you so freaking much. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we will chat again soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you for listening in. Or you could leave a review of the podcast to increase searchability of the power within her so that more women can listen in and grow with us. Either way, I am so grateful that you're here with me spreading the important message about critical thinking and self-empowerment.